0: Hi, you're listening to Boggy Talk, faith conversations in the mud, a resource of Church on Bayshore.
1: Hey, and welcome to Boggy Talk. Man, I, know I haven't you've... heard those words in so long, uh, Justin. It's so exciting to be back in Boggy Talk. Uh, we're kicking off year three of yeah, three. Boggy Talk which is pretty crazy because um some I mean, of you did not think we'd make it past episode, episode three. 3 but we did. <laughs> it's just for those of you who are faithful listeners who are uh you know checking in we're just we're thankful to be back. Uh it's been a great summer. It's been a very busy summer um for everyone not just for us but for a lot of people uh, but it's been so good uh and it's kind of nice to be uh starting a little bit of routine-ish mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. So um mm-hmm. yeah, so if you could uh describe your summer in 30 seconds or less how would you describe it james ross faithful co-host and lead pastor of church on bay shore uh SBC, staycation kids camps hot
0: <laughs> hot growth in the church yeah uh and god's
1: good that's my 30 seconds so good he is what so about good. you 30 seconds uh so yeah um long a uh, hot <laughs> uh kids camp student camp Dominican Republic mission trip, uh, family vacation, uh, got a puppy, which is something we said we would never ever do in our lives. But um, we're just getting soft in our old age, and it's really cute. And it's also, I think, forty something. It was a little bit of a God thing, like in terms of how it all came about and what we feel like it was good for our our kids and some needs. Anyway, I'm so- gonna
0: soak up that you are in your 40s the next three weeks. Yeah, because you know, you're about to be, boy. Three more boggy talks before <laughs> I'm right. 40.
1: Oh, uh, you know, I, I just think it, it gets better the older you get. And I feel like, you know, you don't like to celebrate birthdays except decades. So we are gonna, you know, celebrate the decade birthday for you. Thanks, man. But I was thinking, I was like, <laughs> actually, like every year, now, I, I used to kind of be that way, but now I'm like, you know what? Every year I'm like, Man, I made it through another year, <laughs> and I made it through a lot. It's time yeah, to celebrate. Yeah, that's so, right. That's right. <laughs> the older yeah. you get, you're like, we better celebrate. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, hey, we're gonna um, dive right in, and we're gonna just uh, season three, our year three. We decided let's let's change things up a little bit for budget talk. So change it up. So here's what we're gonna. Some do. of you like are like, no, no change. We just want to just hear whatever you want to talk about because we hang on every word you guys yes. say. Um, that is none of you, but we are gonna change it up. And what we're gonna do. Uh we're gonna we're gonna try this out for the next few weeks and then uh hopefully work it out. We are going to spend the first part of Boggy Talk each week talking about a headline, whether it's a cultural headline, a uh, something specific to our church headline, the greater church, the kingdom, just something, or just- I have an ax to grind. Just something James like, we got to talk about this. <laughs> My passive aggressiveness That's right, I can't out. say yeah. this on Sunday morning, yeah, but right. I can surely well, say that, it on Boggy Talk. That might happen. Yeah, that so- That might happen. Uh, thank God be, for Boggy Talk. That's right. So we're going to uh, talk about that and then uh, we're going to change things up a little bit more after that and we're going to play some kind of game each week where we plan a little game for each other to participate in uh, and that should that should be fun. And Much then your enjoyment. That's right. So the last part is where we're calling on you boggy talk listeners uh we we're not to- a nation anymore no we na- nation there you go okay. that's right yeah, we, yeah. uh you could uh buy some merch later uh boggy talk nation <laughs> oh you man some what you sound like a youtuber that's a real YouTuber. right hey guys if you'll just uh tap the screen right there <laughs> it'll link you to our <laughs> don't tap the screen it's not gonna work that's no, not gonna work it's gonna send you somewhere else Yeah. Um, but uh, we're just questions. People questions people are asking. Uh, listeners are asking about. Hey, could y'all talk about this? Or questions we are just hearing as leaders in the church. Uh, people, hey, what about this? And so uh, we're gonna we're gonna start all this today. So yes. uh, let's dive right What's in. What's our headline, Justin? Our Wyatt? headline for today is because. Well, some people started yesterday. Some people starting tomorrow. It is back to school week, and that is literally so consuming for so many people. So it's back to school; it's happening across the nation. Uh, and you know, I this morning I was like, you know what, our house is—it's like summer house, summer gross. I call it summer gross. It's like mm. we kept things clean for a while, but now I feel like everything in our house is just coated with a film of grime, and it's yes. going to be impossible yes. to get rid of until yes. the kids go back to school. Yes. So uh, in some ways, I'm ready for them to go back to school. I'm not ready for them to go back to school because I was doing the math is like, between our six, like my six kids, that's, our, we have 28 teachers, you know, cause four kids, middle school, high school, Lord, Jesus. Elementary, That's a lot of teachers. Yeah, four
0: schools here. Four. four, four <coughs> That's right. Four schools. Yeah, with you. There's well. just a
1: lot to keep up with. Um, four, and four schools. Also and seven trying years to ago. teach your kids to be responsible for their own lives as they get older, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, it's a lot to deal with. But um, hey, let's talk about back to school because every year this, uh, you know, brings back up the whole like, should we be sending our kids to school? Ooh. Should we be homeschooling? Ooh. Should we be Christian schooling? Ooh. And we've talked about that on Boggy Talk, and really you can this, go back and
0: listen to that. Go back and listen. to We're not going to gonna
1: hash that out. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but what are some things that we should be thinking through for back to school beyond, you know, uh, how ridiculously yeah. freaking expensive it is to send your kids to school, oh, even Jesus. if they're in public school with school supplies and shoes? And oh, man, it's crazy. But what are some things that should be on our radar as we're sending our kids to school or not just sending, maybe we're homeschooling, maybe we're sending them to Christian school, public school? You need school. to pay for
0: this online.
1: And you cannot pay for this any other way. And we're charging a convenience
0: fee for paying it online. I'm like, well, it's actually inconvenient that to pay it online because I have <laughs> no right. other choice. I'd rather why charging? come me by, yeah. They're like, okay, we'll just raise the price. But anyway, yeah, I think the biggest thing uh, that I hear at this time of year, you know, as we send our kids back to school is the whole idea that, you know, God's taken out of the schools, uh, you know, all that stuff, prayer isn't in school.
1: Our country wouldn't be the way it is if they yeah. never would have taken prayer out of schools. Yeah. And,
0: and, and, and the truth is, I think that by and large, kind of the way the schools go are indicative of the way the culture is already going. So, you know, as a Christian parent who does have some children in, uh, so we do private school, homeschool and public school. So we're like, that way I can
1: make fun of everybody. That's <laughs> and, why. and no one can be like, our pastor just thinks yeah, this is yeah, the right, no, right, he's doing yeah. everything. We do it all,
0: but well, your um, wife is actually, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's a great point. I don't know. I do that drop, drop school drop off. And that is sanctifying.
1: It is. That is what of Lord the worst The Lord is using it to make me more like him. <laughs> um, you play but your favorite song you don't for like see jesus that. every you don't morning see, in the car that's as you right, do that. that's right oh goodness
0: <laughs> um <laughs> little foreshadowing there that's to right. our game today but um yeah i mean but here's the reality if if christian families are in schools if christians are teaching in schools and leading in schools then the, then god is in schools mm-hmm. and prayer is in schools now that doesn't mean that we are making everybody follow Uh, The Christian principles that we believe that attend a public school, but it certainly means that it is present in the school. So I think the bigger bigger question is what are we as Christians doing to live sent, as Mm -hmm. we like to say here, or if you're not familiar with our church's lingo, like to live on mission as we're doing public school? I think that's the question.
1: Right. Absolutely. We have to teach our kids and as parents, be mindful that no matter where they are, they are called to, to be on mission. And, and we, as parents, are ultimately not the school, not, we are the ones responsible for their education, you know, right. and what they're learning and how they're yeah. learning. So we have to be diligent. So let's talk about that. What are some things, you know, because there's a lot to talk about, the secularization of schools and schools yeah. have, you know, always... Than secular right. uh, even even when there was prayer in schools yeah. you know um but how do we as parents stay vigilant uh about what our kids are learning uh yeah and i would say that even sending them to christian school isn't a guarantee yeah, that what they're learning well, is right and i'm not saying that about any one christian school in particular because yeah. we have a, a great christian school in our community but um but even then you know you're you've got teachers there who yeah. may like be teaching something that's you know like not your theological. Well, so I'll doctrinal. just so go be
0: blunt about this one. So I have two children who are at Rocky Bayou Christian school here in town and I would nice. would agree to this and we would talk about this. Um, and I've had to have conversations with my child about how, what their teacher might say about an issue theologically, uh, is different from what I believe and, and show why now. So I've actually had more conversations with my children at Christian school about how we believe differently mm-hmm. uh, than I've had to have with my kids in public school. Part of that might be one of my kids that are in Christian school have is very inquisitive. It has lots of questions, <laughs> but uh, you know who that is? Cameron yeah. Ross. and He wouldn't mind me saying that. <laughs> That's right. He'd be, he's Talk. kind of proud of that. Yeah, he is, the, he is proud of that, but it's a good attribute. Um, yeah, no, it, it is. So I, I think, yeah, we always have to take the responsibility. And this actually connects very closely to what we talked about this past Sunday mm-hmm. in Joshua 24 in our series. And um, that, you know, we as parents have to take responsibility for our own children. And I actually quoted a guy named Dwayne Christensen said, that said, the continuity of faith within the context of a religious community depends on the observance of that faith within individual families. So you'll hear me really very much emphasize the collectivism of... Christianity and the church. But the reality is that collective effort of the church has to teach personal responsibility of the individual families. And so if we really want to see the next generation uh, believing the things we believe, then the parents ultimately have to take ownership of ensuring that their children are uh, maintaining that faith in the midst of a external community that is always telling them other things. Right.
1: And I think as parents, we have to cultivate that in our families. We have to be the ones who set the tone for helping our kids understand they can ask us questions. Uh, So I'm I'm curious maybe what you guys do. Uh, Maybe it's just practical tips for parents who are like, yeah, I kind of want to know, but also, you know, like, I don't know how to even approach this because, you know, like, especially if you parent boys, I feel like they're like, hey, what'd you do at school today? Work. What'd you talk about? Math. You know, it's like, well, yeah. how, how is, how is uh Bible study night? Good. What are you talking about? Jesus. Like, yeah, right. so how do you cultivate this? Like, Hey, let's talk about what you're learning. Yeah. Um, And, you know, even how you turn it to like, Hey, well, what do you think about that? And I think for us, it's like, you know, it's busy like homework time is busy yeah, afternoons yeah. are busy uh so we have to intentionally hey what are you talking about in biology oh, okay cool yeah. what do you think about that um you know and and trying to get their perspective because they are going to be you know if they're in public school they are going to be taught things that you know from a perspective that does not come from a christian perspective and yeah. so how instead of just being like well that's they're wrong they're dumb like Let's talk about like like, hey, but can I explain to you like you know yeah. how this reconciles with what Scripture teaches? Yeah um, you know, and let them ask questions and let them feel okay asking questions because I think what happens a lot of times, uh, is families assume their kids believe the same thing that they do yeah, and they're hitting good. this other message and they're assuming that like, hey, they're just going to be that child who stands up on their chair and is like, you're wrong teacher, you know, right. and most kids, some kids may do that. Other kids are just going to absorb it and, and try to reconcile it in their own minds, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of like how I was a student.
0: But then we only got like two more minutes. I know we got to move on, I but I'm just saying that. like, yeah, yeah. you
1: got to ask the questions and yeah. you got to help your kids ask questions.
0: Yeah. Uh, no, I agree. I think a couple general principles, and again, I can't really speak to your individual situation unless I'm speaking to you individually, but it's fostering continual relationship. And I think that's one of the number one roles of a parent. I, I heard someone tell me that your role is like, um, takes on the nature of King, Prophet priest. So, whenever they're young, you're basically the king of their life. You tell them what to do. When they're teenagers and entering into early adulthood, you're the prophet and you're like, okay, hey, this is going to happen if you don't do this, but they may or may not listen to you. And then when they're adults, you want to be the priest. And that means they come to you and they talk to you about things. And so, you know, that takes a relationship. Mm. Uh, And also, like you, you not being willing, I mean, you being willing to clearly convey where you stand, don't seek to be your child's friend before you're their parent. Um, mm. because uh, the, the the friendship comes with being the parent. I mean, God is God and st- stays steadfast, but also has a relationship. We are called friends of God. So I think that's number one. Uh, I think number two, in that you have to be diligent about having time as a family. Mm-hmm. And I hear people all the to say, time say, I just got to keep my kid busy. And so like kids are going to school and then they're doing 73 sports at a time and other activities That's unhealthy. Mm -hmm. Like there has to be family meal time. I'm not saying every night of the week. We don't do that every night of the week. There has to be downtime. Yes. It's just not healthy. Kids crave it. Kids want it. It's not healthy and you don't foster the relationship if you're never the one engaged. And so, you know, if if you are having them busy, can you coach? Can you teach in their ministry? You Mm -hmm. need to be around and involved. And the last thing I would say is um, parenting beyond your capacity, having a faith community where you're not the only adult. Yeah who that child has regular open conversations with, who shares the same viewpoint as you. Um, And I I would just say this, and I'll let you wrap this subject up. The greatest opportunity for children to adopt the beliefs of the church is through the example, encouragement of their parents in discipleship. So bringing your kids to church, dropping them off, not being engaged in it it is not- It's unhealthy. Is very likely not gonna be successful. Because they're gonna repeat that. Yes. Yeah, Yeah,
1: exactly. And I think ultimately remembering- Success in school, uh, well, that's a nice goal. It's not ultimate. Don't let it be an idol. Yeah,
0: you know, don't push your
1: kids to this level of like, yeah. hey, let them, you know, we the goal is Jesus. The goal is them becoming who God created them to be uh, and their worth and, and really like being careful their worth and their identity is not in their report card It's not in their trophies. It is in Jesus. When so, you stand
0: before Jesus, he's not going to ask what your batting average was your 40 time was your, your F, your F SAT score was, or whatever GPA, that test is. Did you get Scott? Yeah. I mean, yeah. we
1: want those things, but also yeah, they're not fine. ultimate. They're yeah. not ultimate. So, well, um, you know, hopefully we offended everyone yeah. in that 10 minutes and, <laughs> but offended no one as well. Yes, Uh, And so now we're in on a little game, and I'm kind of excited about this because I don't really know what to expect. So we're going to do a different game every week. So what's today's game, man? So you put me in charge
0: today. And so today we have a tournament, and you can't see what's on this. And if you're listening, you definitely can't see it at all. But it's eight different songs that are awesomely cringe Christian songs. (laughs) So you are going to... uh, you're gonna basically pick a winner, and we're gonna kind of get to the championship here. So I got to. So move. am
1: I picking the best song you're or picking, the most cringy song? You're
0: picking. You just you pick what is most awesomely so, cringe. So it's like a balance okay. of cringy, okay. and awesome, okay. So we got, got it. four matchups in round one. Are you ready? Okay, I'm ready. Okay, I'm so, so excited
1: because so hey, there's an actual bracket on there the is sheet, an actual just bracket like, just here. like the NCAA tournament. So where.
0: the the first round is the first matchup is two. 90 CCM songs. Oh man, I'm, I, that are I, it's, awesomely it's the cringe. Jam. The first of which is Big House by Audio Adrenaline. <laughs> ah, sweet. Because Big House by Audio Adrenaline just is so silly. It and is so. Here you go. If you don't know it,
1: I'm gonna do the motions, right? We have, we had it coming. Yeah, there's motions for this song. Don't oh man. In here. Oh, this is good. I have memories of this song in youth group. Good motion. You Woo! You I'm dancing. Let's dance, y'all. Groove along with the me. the chorus here. Get the shoulder going. You got to get these cutie ass. To my home. father's house. It's a big, big house. I'm doing the motion job. <laughs> All right. I think that's enough. Okay. okay.
0: So with that, that is song, the funny thing is like, like 18 year olds are singing this song doing it you know could yeah. you imagine that today but also
1: like adults were like this is awesome yeah
0: yeah the bar was pretty low at that time alright so that, that's going against The Breakfast by um, oh, this the Newsboys so, so here we go
1: oh this is so crazy oh my gosh I can't even like I'm like Simultaneously so, crying because I'm laughing and crying because this song is so ridiculously bad. So they bad. don't
0: serve breakfast in hell. So which one is more awesomely cringe?
1: Big the, House? I think this is, okay, they're both cringe, I think this is no contest for which one is more awesomely cringe, and that is breakfast in hell. All right, that, all I mean, right. If you so disagree with me, you are definitely wrong. because it literally is like trying to like, hey, get your life right, because they don't serve breakfast in hell. Yeah, like, no Captain Crunch there. Oh yeah. Okay. They,
0: they, all right. So now the next bracket. So that that will play the winner of this. Mm. Another '90s category: '90s worship songs. Ooh. So awesomely cringe '90s worship songs. Probably gonna offend some people here oh, because man, you got saved listening to one of these or something. But uh, the first. is is I could sing of your love forever. Oh, what a
1: good song! By at, at Sonic Flood.
0: The because they say that so many times. So I think it's why CCM got a bad rap. Here we this go. This is
1: this is a song that is, yeah. So and listen, listen to the voice too. Right? Oh, man. <laughs> All right, I hope you're laughing with us. All right, so that that is the that is the song that helped uh, generations older than us be like, we don't like those 7-Eleven songs. This is literally a seven yes, it, words yes. I could sing of your love forever. Wow, that and, probably is what got it. Yeah,
0: and yeah. they do sing it a lot. Okay, the next one is Trading My Sorrows. Oh, yeah. Which actually...
1: It doesn't sound bad. So right, that, that bass lick right there, let me tell you what. When this song came out and it was started being sung, okay. when that song started in worship, you're like, oh, we're about to get our jam on, y'all. But yes, yes, this is the problem. Yes, Lord, yes, lord, yes, yes, <laughs> lord. yes lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Amen. Okay, but I have to get to
0: the other part that's really bad. Okay? Okay, because there's like goods, there's good parts, so but there's like scripture right there. Yeah, but. What's the wait? Hold on. Yeah, He's like la yeah. la 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 la. That's so, funny. so you're like la, la, singing la, la, this la. really meaningful song, and then the middle of it, you're just going la 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 la. la. <laughs> Which, okay. like,
1: in the late 2000s worship music, it was all the O's. That, but that gave way to the O's. Oh, oh. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> wow. So I have I have very distinct memories of both of these songs. Uh, You know, in college, I'm going to say the most cringe, simply because trading my sorrows actually like. Has a good section of it that's straight scripture. I'm going to say the more cringe is "I Could Sing Forever" because it is pretty repetitive, and they talk about dancing, like "Oh, I feel like dancing." Okay, which I love to dance. But our next matchup,
0: we got two more matchups in the first round. Is 2000s worship songs, (laughs) which I'm actually most scared of this because people um, people get really love passion and Hillsong. Yeah, and And they might get mad. This one is called "God's Great Dance Floor" by Chris Tomlin.
1: This is, this, this is like in TV when they talk about episodes that call it like jump the shark. Yeah. I feel like this song is kind of jump the shark. Ooh, yeah. like, they're just trying to
0: get you
1: hyped about Jesus. We'll, uh, <laughs> hold,
0: hey, hold on. I'm
1: getting the dad moves so on. He's about to
0: hype you up. You ready?
1: There it is. Come on. Yep. Oh, that's hype. Man, everybody is jumping up and down right now. The strobe lights are going. Come on. It is. Wow. Never ending build. Oh, there's a the drop, man. Crank the bass on that. I'm not... God's great a dance high. floor. God's great dance floor. Okay, all right. Man. That is
0: against... This song called "Happy Day" by Steve Fee,
1: which—oh man, that's a good one.
0: No, it's not.
1: No, it's not.
0: Hold on, <laughs> let me find it
1: again. Hey, I- iTunes
0: is trying to hide it from me. Here I we go. I can just sing it for
1: everybody. Oh yeah, that guitar lead doesn't the even beginning. have
0: lyrics. <laughs> Isn't that like so late two thousand? It is absolutely. But we haven't lost our YouTube, so you gotta take it.
1: Watch my sin rain. oh happy day, happy day, never be the same. And that is it's like my fee, which is a little. Well, it actually uh, was originally written by a guy named Tim Hughes, oh, who's Australian. Okay. Oh and so, yeah, yeah, you, know, I'm you with You know, him. Americans, we're like suckers for anybody with an accent. Oh, it's amazing they have an accent. All right, which one? Um, uh, I think definitely. Hands down, the most more awesomely cringe of those is God's great. Okay, all right. Because I I was actually at Passion the year they like introduced that song, and I just remember like even like the college students after we left were like, "What was that?" Okay, it was a misfire. Well, if
0: you're a traditionalist here and you're like, "Yeah, this is wow, this modern music stinks." This last category is for you. All right, two awesomely cringe hymns. I'm going to start with "Onward Christian Soldiers" because people. When you hear the lyrics of this, you're thinking we're crusading. Like, <laughs> did we learn anything? Cut throats, and-, and you got kids singing
1: it. So that captures it. That's yeah. kind of like, isn't that like a tactic that like the Nazis yes. used? Like, to get children to sing our songs, and then it's palatable. Sorry, that I really offended somebody yes, by comparing. I, I really don't mean that, but I kind of do. It does you it's very it has a very patriotic feel too
0: yes it's it you don't think of real spiritual warfare here in that song no you think think of of like artillery
1: and tanks you think of
0: yeah you think of we're gonna kill the muslims if they come that's what it sounds like yeah
1: i mean okay
0: which you know hey i'm not getting into the political war part i'm just like we shouldn't be singing that in worship all right and then the last would be bringing in the sheep. (laughs) which is <laughs> hands down the worst hymn ever wow. written. Wow, wow, okay. Because, A, I don't even think people knew what it really meant when it was chief? originally meant. It's in the scripture, <laughs> yeah. bringing the sheaves, but in the King James. Anyway, here it is in case you're unfamiliar with it.
1: I feel like you have to do your hands like cup, but like, yes, when you sing this. Do you? I'm not I didn't grow up in church, so you know. all right so okay. which one wow that's hard um simply because i feel like right now it's really culturally like who knows what they're even saying is bring in the sheaves all, right. all right okay
0: so going to the next round before we go to the next round a word from our sponsor oh wait we don't have sponsors. <laughs> oh, okay that could all be right. you no i was gonna say so i there are worst worse ccm songs yeah. and hymns but i pick ones that like people actually somewhat sing like yeah. we're take, take, taken seriously yeah. like I could have put Champion by Carmen on there but come on that's too easy <laughs> everybody that, knows that's everybody gonna knows win SMCs. so the, so make it on to the final four here okay. just going again and I don't really need to explain them that much again but I'm gonna play them so people mm. remember uh, is Breakfast Ooh. by the Newsboys man so let's get to the
1: they don't serve Captain Crunch in hell alright alright the big one finds you The big one. Ah, this. All
0: right. Hold on. Listen. You gotta listen. When the toast is burned is what he's about to say.
1: When the toast is burning and the. (laughs) the, That's
0: too long of an instrumental break. Yeah. You lost people. I didn't realize it was that long. Yeah,
1: it's long. But listen, they're whistling. Wow, there's whistling too. Oh man, we've just upped the crunch factor. Uh, okay, okay, it says
0: when the toast is burned and all the milk is turned, and Captain Crunch is waving
1: farewell <laughs> with the big one. Like, you that's this when song you're like, you I know they're a Christian band, but were they high when they wrote that? Yeah, like, yeah they probably you know, deconstructed. They did deconstruct. They Yeah, I mean, when
0: everybody stopped making money off of this, they started Yeah, yeah they're like, oh man. Okay, yeah. and then again, this is hard. I could sing of your love forever.
1: Uh, okay, I think this to me this one's easy. You know you have to play it. I think everybody knows. Over the mountains and the seas. Most cringe. More cringe. Definitely. If you disagree with me on this, you're wrong. More cringe is breakfast. Alright. That is that is so cringe. How when did they hit that falsetto though? Hello. Can you do that? <laughs>
0: And, and all of us in there are like trying yeah, it. Like yeah.
1: we're like,
0: oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, we all sound like we're grown men. We sound like pubescent <laughs> boys, right. like it's trying like, to sing that's the style, right? But you can do it. So well, you know, you know, okay. And then we're back to God's great dance floor mm. versus uh, bringing in the sheaves.
1: Okay, I think. Okay, I can. I can make this decision. You don't even need to hear it. I don't even need to hear it. Uh, simply because there is like an actual like. Biblical illusion in bringing in the sheaves. I'm going with God's great dance. But floor. but listen,
0: instrumental, just like Newsboys. Yeah. And then he says, he says this. You gotta pay attention. Ready? He says one, two, three. You'll never stop yeah. loving us. Yeah. Oh, another one, instrumental two, break. Yeah. There's a lot.
1: Okay. Also, when they did this song at Passion, there's a trumpet part, and they actually brought out a man who. Uh, is Hispanic in like a mariachi suit. I, I don't know that he was Mexican, so I can't say that because he was far away. But, and it was like, totally like, what in the world is happening? So definitely. Can we
0: hear a different version of "Bringing the Sheaves" before you do that though?
1: Sure. Oh, just to appreciate the Bring goodness. The cheese, in the cheese,
0: in you know, they had Fifth Sundays doing yeah. this here at First so Baptist <laughs> Church of Niceville. In the cheese, I mean, they've got good voices. The- they do have good voices. Yeah, so does Tomlin. Okay, yeah. so you said God great dance floor. God's
1: great dance floor.
0: Okay, so our final here is breakfast, and God's great.
1: All dance right. Floor. So I am curious. Uh, I'm curious what people out there think. Uh, even though we're recording this, there's no way to find this out ahead of what I'm about to say. So I'm giving you like five seconds to like put a comment on YouTube or send us a text or message. Like, I thought you were going to say this. Woo, this is hard. This is like, what do you like more, getting your tooth filled or getting stitches? <laughs> it's, uh, um, he likes
0: to fit the phrase "Let the future begin" yeah. in as many songs as possible. Let the future
1: begin. It has begun. Um, so I'm going to say, hold on, sorry. Oh, are you ready? Are you ready for my answer? Well, I'm trying not to have the music I'm, going. My hold mind
0: on. is made up. I know you're. I know what you're going to pick. So I'm queuing it up.
1: For, uh, you dance floor. is this your winner this is my winner for the most maybe one of the most cringe songs ever written breakfast by the newsboys also by one of the cringiest bands too but you know um, who are very talented hold the milk
0: put back the sugar
1: come on y'all that is um, they're powerless
0: to console we've gathered here to sprinkle ashes from your friends your uh, late friend cereal bowl oh my gosh you will lose it in your gym class if you wait till noon to
1: eat I. <laughs> what? <laughs> Every Monday. <laughs> a loss. They were hard up for a, a rhyme. There. Listen, listen,
0: look, look. Read that
1: one. stop waving. Compose this scene. Man, okay,
0: enough. Wow, it's basically like saying that he's like the rich man, yeah, like on his way to hell. And he, uh, oh gosh, this is right, terrible. breakfast so, by Newsboys. So, there's
1: your uh, my definitive selection of of the worst, most cringe song of those eight songs. But really, that one actually could take the cake for I, yeah, mean, I
0: think we took way too long with that, but yeah,
1: that's okay. But I'm sure you know, people have either uh, Listened and laughed or just skipped to the next part. Yes. So, so
0: questions So here we go.
1: So we're gonna wrap it up uh today with questions that we're getting. And so really uh we're gonna take this opportunity to answer a couple of questions we've gotten uh from some of the stuff we've talked about on Sundays, uh going through the book of Mark uh with end times, and then also uh really of this uh past week uh introducing uh intergenerational discipleship, what it means to be an intergenerational intergenerational church. So I've been gone because I was <laughs> in the Dominican Republic and then nice. vacation. Uh, nice. on a mission trip and uh so i haven't actually gotten a lot of questions recently because i've yeah
0: <laughs> what exactly do you do here? yeah that's what <laughs> people you were like asking.
1: yeah well, yeah well yeah. a lot
0: if yeah I'm so like, with the end of time i'll, I'll go from chronologically so yeah. we we did a series called uh and i feel, I feel fine, fine. <laughs> and um you know i really explained how uh there's an error and really looking for Figuring out when Jesus comes back. And several people were like, Well, are there scriptures that say look for these signs? And then you will know. And, and again, I think just a simple answer to that is one uh a lot of what I think Jesus was talking about were to his disciples about things that were about to come to prepare them for the tribulation. And by being prepared for that tribulation, uh, they then were ready to live out their faith and they did advance the faith. And today, you know, we're the largest evangel- we're the largest religion mm-hmm. from 120 people. And I think a lot of what Jesus was saying to that was that, but he does give us some insight into the things to come. Um, And I think that ultimately, you know, we don't, we can't figure out when. So if we were trying to study and say, oh, are these indicative? I think that the end result is the same, that we're to be faithful and live as if he could come back tomorrow either way. I, I do think that when, when it is those days, it won't be like, Oh, is this it? You know, I think we'll be like, oh, it's coming. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This, this is, this is clear. Mm-hmm. And I just think people want to get distracted by those things. And so, you know, my ultimate thing would be file them kind of in the back of our mind, like secondary information, but always focus on primary information. And when people are becoming obsessed with that and studying scripture, and and any, literally, I, I, I mean, I'm gonna say this very, like John Hagee is a false prophet. He has mm-hmm. said when the world was gonna end. Yeah, that's wrong. So the fact that he still has a mega church is crazy to me. I'm sure the church does a lot of great things, but unless he's repented of that, and I don't know that he has, Mm. like we shouldn't listen to that guy anymore. Yeah. Or anyone. He's the popular one, but anybody. Right. So Lots so, of
1: predictions about that. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, last uh, last week at the end of worship team rehearsal, we were praying for each other, and somebody just shared this. Lindy Hayes actually shared this, and it was just good. She was, like, talking about where we, what we've been talking about on Sunday mornings, and there were just some heavy requests that people shared. And it was, she was just like, you know, I just want to exhort everybody, like, what we've been talking about on Sundays, like, in light of all that we're all going through, like, we are— called to live in light of Christ's return. And so we've got to walk in a manner worthy of calling. And it was just a great reminder, like, the more prosperous we are as a people, the easier it is to be like, no, nah, I'm kind of good with him not coming back for a while. But like, yeah, uh, we've got to be ready and we should live with that intentionality. So that's just yeah, that's that's good.
0: good. So then the other question I've been asked uh, the last two weeks is kind of like people who are totally on board with this intergenerational discipleship concept. Mm-hmm. If you're not a part of our church, um, what we're talking about is making sure that we do as best we can to have older generations teaching the younger generations. and so. Most of our church is like, yeah, I'm in. What do I do? Yeah, how do we do this? That's
1: what everybody's <laughs> so, kind of like, okay, great, great, great. Yeah. Now and, what are we doing? And
0: in fairness, the first week, we really just kind of introduced the concept. And that was mm-hmm. the point, like, get you on board, yeah. you know, with – not because we think it's good, because it's clear in Scripture mm-hmm. and clear in church history.
1: And, and I think as a church, we have uh, very action-oriented people yeah, as a whole. Yeah. So they're like, okay, great. Now what do I do? And yeah, give like, me three
0: steps. Yeah, give me, You know, give me three steps. Oh, that's a Leonard Skinner song. But anyway, um, <laughs> that – is not as cringy as the songs we just listened to. <laughs> then this past week, you know, was intentional where we we're saying, okay, that's cool that you want to do stuff, but don't forget, like, ultimately, if you're not taking responsibility for your family, then what you're trying to reproduce in other families is, is not going to be what it should be. Mm-hmm. And personally, what has taught me the most about discipling and leading other men is having men in my, young men in my home, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think that, you know, that's a lot of why, uh, God says the things he says about managing your own household and specifically with leaders of the church. But I will say we are going to be walking yeah. you through some of our strategy and ideas in the coming weeks. But ultimately, I think it's it's the recognition that this is God's design and then being intentional about trying to connect with younger people or as a younger person, be intentional about trying to connect with older people and like just pushing past the awkwardness. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's fine. Like, mm-hmm. People push past awkwardness all the time to get a return, you know, at the store, you know, like, because they Mm -hmm. got ripped off or, you know, to whatever. So, like, why don't we do that for the things Jesus has Mm -hmm. commanded us to do? That's what ultimately I would say. Uh, But we will be talking more about some practical things we're going to do here.
1: Yeah, I think you're making a great point. So, there's some of this that we do as a church need to, quote-unquote, program and help people. Right. But the other piece of this is like, what am I supposed to do with this? Well, you're supposed to orient your lives this way yeah. and we can't like prescribe like yeah. this. is. There's not necessarily a program for that, but how are you orienting your life and your family's life towards this and that's like you've got to figure that out as a you know as a family as an individual as a person how am i orienting my life to towards intergenerational living and discipleship
0: so yeah any other questions no I i would just shout out and say if you have a question for us you can email either of us talk to either of us yes or uh Comment, uh, you know, on a yeah. uh, Boggy Talk link and we will include those. In and it can episodes. be about
1: anything like, Hey, what, what's going on with this? Where, where are we headed in this direction? Why do you hate the newsboys? That's right. <laughs> you know, I yeah, have some other good songs, but you yeah. know, um, really like, what are we doing? What's our strategy for missions or what are where, you know, yeah. all those what things. What do we you think about unicorns? Yeah. Uh, unicorns, you know, I used to have a belly button, <laughs> all those things you've been wanting t- to ask. So, yes. um, so yeah, we'll, in the future, the game will take a little less time and there'll be a Maybe. little longer time for questions. Maybe, Maybe. Uh, but, but that's because we are now just for the first time uh, this season asking for questions. So, um Justin's hey, got the game next week. So. I got the game next week when she's, I got to plan the game. So <laughs> I will be doing that. You have a full week. Uh, it's right. It's going to be a busy week too. So, um, hey, again, send us questions. We thank you so much for tuning in to year three, episode one. You've made it this far. Tune in next week.
0: Thanks for listening to Boggy Talk. We are so glad you joined in the conversation. Go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss a beat.